she would just regurgitate what I said. And as an educator, I get very annoyed at such. I definitely did not become an educator so I can tell people what to think. I always emphasize in my class, I'm not teaching you what to think, I'm teaching you how to think. It was very uncomfortable. Like, I was never really questioned stuff like that until I got into the classroom. No one really forced me to think about stuff that connected to my identity as a person, race. I wanted this class to be really easy, and it wasn't. <laughs> I actually had to think really hard, which I didn't want to do. This is What My Students Taught Me, the podcast that dives deep into the teacher-student relationship. I'm Sarah Carr. For the past several years, Ishmael Jimenez has taught African-American history in Philadelphia high schools. The course has been a graduation requirement for the city's public school students since 2005, including at the majority Latino high school where he now works. And nearly every year, he faces at least some amount of student resistance to the subject matter. A lot of times, a lot of people feel like it's divisive to uh, focus specifically on American history through the Black experience. A lot of people feel like it's kind of pointless, like, oh, I had American history, why do I need to learn about, you know, African-American history, like, there's no difference. A lot of people are just inherently, like, trained since a child to kind of feel like that is a useless conversation and actually uh, creates the conditions for racism to be maintained uh, just by talking about race and Black history in itself. A lot of students be like, are there but aren't there. Um, You can kind of see the the glaze over their eyes. Some students are resistant in the sense of like refusing to participate in class discussions or dialogue about it in any authentic way. Valentina Love Salas was one such student. She took his class as a junior two years ago. Valentina was never openly hostile to the subject matter, but she did something that bugged her teacher even more she basically automatically agreed with almost everything he said, mindlessly repeating back her teacher's language when he asked her opinion. Valentina says she did this because she lacked confidence, and she also felt pretty disengaged. I was so disengaged because, first of all, it shows you the real aspects of the world you live in. And I was one of those people who just, you know, saw the world as a one thing, what they portrayed it everywhere on media. And I thought the world was just, you know, sunshine and rainbows and happiness. And he was like, oh, no. (laughs) Not that he didn't believe it it could be, but he wanted you to really know what it was and what it can still potentially be if there is no change. For years, Valentina, who has a caramel-colored complexion, had also been bullied and subjected to racist taunts as a result of her skin color. That made her particularly anxious about opening up in a class focused on racial identity. People talked about my skin so much. People called me dirty or ugly or I was pretty for a dark-skinned girl. Or guys would tell me, I don't usually date dark-skinned girls, but I'll make an exception because your hair is long, your lips is whatever. And so one day I went to the store and I brought bleaching cream to bleach my skin. and. I wanted to be light-skinned so bad because all the girls that were in my class were light-skinned and boys liked them more. And I said, if I'm lighter-skinned, maybe they will like me more. And at that point, I started doing a lot of self-harm. And every time I hurt myself, I would try to give myself a reason, try to almost justify what I was doing. 
and it was all about my skin color because I felt so insecure about it and there was no one else giving me the right words like dark skin is beautiful it doesn't matter what you look like even before she arrived in his class Jimenez knew a bit about Valentina's struggles the year prior I was outside with her American history class and I overheard her talking about how she wanted to get out of the sun so she didn't get darker after teaching this for a while it, you see kind of self-negation which is like a self negative perception of self of one's skin tone in American society you know when beauty is considered the cookie cutter you know blonde hair skinny very pale woman uh, you can tell Valentina wrestled with that Valentina had also grown up feeling like she had no one to talk to about issues of race and identity growing up with two parents who were addicts they weren't very educated, so they couldn't really tell me what I needed to know. So I kind of went through life like trial and error. Whatever people said to me is what I took in and how I analyzed it. Nobody's really asked her to talk about it or think about it in a real way. And so she talked about getting plastic surgery. And, you know, this is very, very, like, hurtful things for a teenage girl to say about themselves. And, you know, you can definitely tell that held her back from reaching her full potential. Jimenez had long raised these issues in his class. He talked about the famous doll study from 70 years ago, where young black children were presented with white or brown dolls to play with, and most preferred the white one. He also taught several other lessons that delved into the subject of internalized racism and self-hate. There's also a documentary called Dark Girls that I show clips of, there's also a rap song uh, by Dead Prez called The Beauty Within. And it just kind of talks about being beautiful in the sense of being natural within yourself. This Hollywood world's so pretentious. Every other girl got a perm or extensions. But you don't even really wear lipstick. Still, your beauty is a natural mystic. And it's not specifically for Valentina, but it's specifically for students like Valentina. Natural hair is your heritage. But to see it without chemicals is rare as the pyramids. Valentina did not quickly embrace the class, the lessons, or Jimenez's occasional preaching. It took a very long time to resonate to me, and I just thought he was crazy. I'm like, you always, you always have something to say. Can't you just let me be? But by the middle of the school year, both of them noticed a shift in her attitude. I think those things did speak to her and um, allowed her to really, you know, reflect. And of course, it's, it's not something that happens overnight. You know, it's not something you wake up the next morning. It's like 16, 17 years of your life of being told the opposite. You're just all of a sudden like, oh, well, no, it's not like that. It's, it's more of a prolonged type of thing. Like, I remember one time I just played this in between classes when she stopped by a Malcolm X clip real quick about, like, who taught you to hate yourself from, you know, the top of your head to the bottom of your soul? Who taught you to hate the texture of your hair? Who taught you to hate the color of your skin to such extent that you bleach to get like the white man? You know, your nose, your lips. And I can tell at that point, for me, I can see the glaze disappear and the curiosity start to surface. Valentina also remembers connecting deeply with Malcolm X. There was a quote from Malcolm X, a man who stands for nothing falls for anything. And I was like, Wow, I, I let people affect me so much. Why can't I just be strong within who I am? 
And I, that day I was like, no, I'm going to change everything. I'm going to listen to this quote and I'm going to apply it to my life. And, I, and I'm going to be okay with who I am. And I think after that day, me being stronger within who I am made my opinion stronger and made me smarter because I didn't really let people affect me as much. And people don't hurt me as much. Luckily, you know, I had her my seventh year teaching, so I was able to speak to it with purpose to her and also engage in a larger dialogue with uh, her friends in other classes, not in her class, but in other classes. And, uh, you know, after a while, they kind of, it takes a life of its own and they have those conversations outside of the classroom. The Valentina of the second half of the school year had a very different attitude toward the class and the world outside it. When she started speaking up more and challenging more, I was like, yes, she's starting to really engage in the material in a real way. I was really engaged. The first half, I was like, oh gosh, this is so hard. I got to think about everything. (laughs) And then the, the last half, I was like, maybe I should be thinking about everything because the class helps you not only in the classroom, but in life. But what happened next challenged Valentina's relatively newfound buy-in to the class and her relationship with her teacher. Not long before the end of the school year, there was a tense exchange in the classroom that prompted deeply divided responses. And it created a schism between Jimenez and Valentina. Jimenez had been talking one afternoon about the formation of the Black Power Movement when a white student in the class interrupted. He asked why they didn't talk more about white communities who had been discriminated against in the past. And, you know, I was like, well, we we did discuss about that early in the year. We talked about, you know, the flexibility of whiteness. And then he's like, well, I just don't think it's right that we focus so much on black people. And I'm like, well, this is African-American history. (laughs) I'm sorry that we focus a lot on black people. And then he started saying, well, why do we focus so much? You know, sometimes talking about this just, you know, makes it worse and makes racism worse and everything. And I'm like, well, no, talking about this, we get deeper understandings of each other and and we share these experiences with each other to actually become more human. And it's like, well, you know, if people just stopped being lazy and got jobs, there wouldn't be some of these issues that exist. I remember us having an open discussion and someone said something offensive, one of the kids in our classroom, and he was white, and he said something really offensive to everybody except for me because I tried to stay neutral and it was his opinion. But the class started to fracture. Several students were upset about their classmates' comment. One African-American student came up to Jimenez after class to vent. At the end of class, he's like, "I I can't be in the same classroom with him. And with them, the things they said, and I was like, I know, I understand, you know, I I mean, like, I sympathize with that more. But Valentina, who was friends with the white student who made the comment, thought Jimenez should stay more neutral. It sparked something in one of the students particularly, and he was very offended. And Jimenez was very offended also. And then it was the whole environment in the classroom changed ever since that day. She heard that the white student might be transferred out of the class. And although that never happened, she was angry at Jimenez for taking the African-American student's side over the white students. She cried. She expressed herself in a very open way about it, like tears of anger at me for seemingly, you know, disregarding the other student. 
and I was a little bit more colder because I was, you know, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm a, I'm a human too, you know. When some of the things he said made me angry, and I'm not going to hide that, you know. I mean, like, that's being false. That's that's not being real. And, and at that point in the year, I thought we can have that level of conversation. I was so angry. So then from that day on, I went in that classroom and I sat down. I didn't say nothing to him. And I, I didn't indulge in whatever lesson we had. I was just not listening to him. They kept talking outside of class, though, and things thawed by the end of the school year. After many conversations with her before the end of the year, she did kind of like admit some of the things that he said were were questionable. She still, I don't think, fully forgave me for being so cold about about what he said and, and siding with the black student. I don't think she ever really fully forgave me for that. I'm not the type of person who's going to be angry and just get over it in two days. I was was really angry. And I hate for me to feel so right and for someone to come in and tell me I'm wrong. Valentina says she did eventually forgive Jimenez. Over time, I got over it and I, you know, forgave him. So it it took me a while. Like, I was still mad at him by the end of the year. I wasn't as close to him by the end of the year because of that situation. But she didn't feel like they were completely disconnected either. Over time, their relationship shifted in the way it does when you have a big fight with someone and see a new side, a side that might make you a little uncomfortable and nervous, but one that also deepens your understanding of each other. When Valentina talks about Jimenez now, a year and a half after that altercation, she says she wishes she'd met him a lot earlier in her life. He was the person that I wanted in middle school when I was going through all that. Someone that just kind of told me that it's okay to be who you are and that people are mean. I was nice to everybody and I just wanted someone to be nice to me. And I wanted someone to tell me the truth and tell me that it's okay to be who you are and people are going to be mean, but be strong within who you are. When I saw her the next year, when I didn't have her in my class, she would come in, put like a smiley face up my board and talk about how like she feels better about herself and engage me in those type of conversations. So I think going through that experience with her and actually, you know, not shying away from talking honestly how I felt about it definitely um, influenced her to be much more of a thinking person. So I think... Even though it was ugly at the time, I think it it definitely made her a better person. It also made Jimenez a better person. Valentina thinks the dispute helped make him more understanding, more ready to put himself in his students' shoes. I think I told him probably to be more empathetic towards us or just try to understand us a little bit more or try to understand that kids are going to rebel and that some kids are not going to understand you and not going to care. In some ways, they learned a similar lesson from each other about how to embrace those uncomfortable conversations that challenge you to your core. And in Jimenez's case, there was a recognition that even after months of hard work and success reaching even some of the most recalcitrant students, a single moment could put it all at risk. She allowed me to to recognize that, but also 
to not be afraid of, of it marinating in those uncomfortable situations and those uncomfortable conversations. And at the end of the day, even though it might be uncomfortable and hard and painful right there, at the end of the day, it turns out to be a learning experience that you'll never forget. And she taught me to really approach it in that way. At the time, I was like, it's 18 days before the end of school. Like, why was this brought up now? Like, I, brought, I touched it on these subjects. And all that was unnecessary. So, I mean, it doesn't mean anything, ultimately, at the end of the day. So even with that student, it, it never really healed with him. But I think Valentina gained a deeper understanding of what race means in our society. Jimenez returned for his ninth year teaching African-American history in Philadelphia this fall. Valentina started her freshman year at Mansfield University in Pennsylvania. They both say that they miss their talks and the occasional sparring match. What My Students Taught Me was created by the Teacher Project, an education reporting fellowship at Columbia Journalism School. It was produced by Mallory Falk. You can find all the episodes on iTunes and at The Atlantic. Thanks to Aaliyah Wong and to Matt Thompson at The Atlantic for their support. And a special thanks to Ishmael Jimenez and to Valentina Salas for sharing their stories. <laughs>